0: Is that I never ask my clients to judge me on my winners. I ask them to judge me on my losers because I have so few. What's up, bitches? Tell them to bring me my money.
1: Okay. We are back. It is the It's Just Money podcast presented by Vigit. This is episode 45 and today is Friday, December 3rd. We are red fucking hot, by the way. The boys are all back. I thought Schaefer wasn't going to make an appearance because uh, he did finally bounce back. He is back. He is a sports better again. Um, however, he did almost fuck himself over on Sunday, but I'll let him talk about that. The boys are here. Schaefer, how are we? Good thing everybody can hear that. Yeah, that's like the most quiet music ever.
2: He uh dude, did it not like play super loud? That's no. a bummer. God You'd damn like it. totally listened uh, that, whatever you were trying to do. I might need Parks to go back and edit it for me then. Oh, I'm not. That was- <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, yeah. Uh, it, well, it was uh, T.I. singing I'm Back, because I'm so fucking back. Um, really listening to the first five seconds of – The episode last week. I believe it started off Camden Park saying, uh, Schaefer's not here, and that's probably a good thing. Turn that bitch off. I go, I'm proving that, uh, haters wrong this fucking weekend. Didn't listen to a single minute of the episode after that. Six and one. Fucking so back. Yeah, I went like, I went one and two on Sunday. Uh, was on the wrong side of a couple parlays for NFL, but college football, so fucking hot. So back. It's just, it's the best time of the year to get hot, so.
1: That's okay. I mean, that's fair. I feel like JP might need to give your picks again this week, though, to, like, keep it going. Like, you might just not be able to talk.
2: Okay. Maybe I'll just, like, text him in between and he just <laughs> says I'm four. They did.
1: Okay. <laughs> uh, and JP is here. Uh, JP also had a great weekend. We had a great weekend. We went 15-4 and four altogether. JP, how did your weekend go and how are you?
3: Yeah. I uh, – what was my record last week? Four and two. Four and two. Four and two. Yeah. I think I went four and two. Um, did you go yeah, four I'm and so two? happy with that. And I hit the put two units on the Tasty teaser that hit again. The second week in a row, though, that it's hit and it would have hit if I were just left the lines as they were. <laughs> so a win's a win, but I could have made more. But I'm going to keep that going. We'll find out what we want the teaser to be this week. But that last two weeks, two and oh, feels really good. I'm gonna be honest with you.
1: Um, Play of the week was a lot. A lot.
3: I it was never close, was no, it? Like, no. It? No, I didn't think so either. <laughs> I was like. Oh my god! That's why that teaser was like, if I can get them plus nine, I feel like this is a crime, right? Like,
1: well, now knowing what we know it was a fucking crime.
3: Yeah, I mean, I think I covered by near fifty points. Yeah, I did.
1: It was <laughs> uh, what the final score ended up forty-five to seven or something like that. It was
3: 52 21. <laughs> Fifty-two twenty-one. So they won 30. by thirty-one. They, I got forty points to play with. If they were to keep playing, I'd sell forty points to play with.
1: I love that. I always tell myself that whenever I take a team plus points and they get up like seven, nothing like I got 21 points in my,
3: exactly. It's always nice. You always got to have that math picking somewhere. You know, you know what you got, right? Score doesn't matter. You know what you got to play with. I can give you a little more.
1: Fuck. Yes. Okay. Let's jump into college football breakdowns of last week. Obviously conference championship games are set. Um, it is conference championship week, which is one of the most fun times of the year. The Iowa Hawkeyes are in the big 10 title. Um, It'll be the first time they played Michigan. They made it there without playing Ohio State, Michigan State, or Michigan. So it'll be their first test of really the top tier of the Big Ten this year. So how do you feel about it, JP? And what's, like, the realistic expectation for the game?
3: Uh, stylistically, we definitely um, – we match Is that a up. Word? That,
2: I was going to say that. Is that a word? <laughs> stylistically? stylistically?
3: <laughs> yeah. Look it up. Right <laughs> okay. next to yeah. here. No, I believe Boston. you. Yeah, it's up. Look, yeah, Schaefer, I see you typing stylistically, All right. Anyway, I think we match up pretty well. Um, we can defend the run, although we have had our lapses this year at times, and our DBs are some of the best in the country. I think we truly do match up in that facet. It's just, it, can we – does the offensive line take another step forward? Does the offense take a step forward? Can we put up points and control field position and do things like that? Um I mean, I think it's as simple as that. If we're not able to improve on offense and improve on the offensive line, it ain't going to matter what we do defensively. So, uh, I mean, the line's probably maybe right where it should be. Um, but I, realistically, I expect to win a football game. Like, I'm not going to say I'm – I'm never going go to go into a game and be like, man, I hope we don't lose by too much because people who do that are fake fans and pansies. And I'm not – like, I want to win a football game. That's what I'm going to. The nerves will set in tomorrow. When all the other games start, but realistically, I, I think we have a chance to win a game. I don't think that's crazy to say. I think it'll be. We've stopped good rushing tax in the past throughout the year, and we've also, you know, had our lapses with them. But man, I don't know. I
1: think, I think everything you said uh, is fair, but I feel like I got chirped a little bit in there because I've said that a few times. The I hope we're just competitive, but I feel like what you're you're being, not playing but, for a conference I mean, cool. title. Like, if you're 10 and 2, you shouldn't be saying that. Okay, I get what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. Uh, got it. Got it. Okay, Schaefer, um, what about your end? How do you feel about the big 12 title game? Um, obviously, Iowa State's not in it, Iowa State's losing a lot of people. Uh, where do you feel after season thoughts for Iowa State? I mean, the season's not over yet. Okay. I mean, we're you're still going to play. After one more game. your main season, you're ranked sixth, and you're gonna uh, play in the Camping World Bowl. Where do you actually really like what's your thoughts?
2: I mean, it was fine. The game went how I thought. I literally said – I think I texted the group chat that last weekend. I texted everybody. Iowa State is – that was the most for sure, and I didn't even take it because it's my team, but that was the most for sure bet I have ever felt this season. Like, I knew going in that team wasn't losing to a fucking dog shit TCU team at home. Brees Hall played the game of his life. I mean, I think he had like 233 rushing yards and like four touchdowns or something. Uh, obviously a little disappointing end of the season. I don't know. It's fine. It is what it is. I'm interested to see who opts in and who opts out for the bowl game. Uh, the bowl game is, is what it is. I don't really care. I would like to play an sec school. We probably will in that Texas bowl, um, that they play in Houston and hopefully we can see some young guns and, uh, yeah, I'm kind of, I'm appreciative of what the senior class did, but I would kind of wish some of them would opt out so I can see some new faces and see what we got going for us next year. Um, but uh, I forgot what it was. Oh, the big 12 title. That's what you asked. Yeah. I I forgot. What was the second question you said? Uh, Yeah, no, I'm pretty excited about it. Obviously I think Baylor's kind of a sham, but I'm impressed with how good Oklahoma state is. Um, I thought a rematch between Oklahoma and Oklahoma state would have been really exciting, but at the same time, I didn't want those fuckers to win last weekend. So I was happy they lost. So I guess I get what I get, but we'll get into that game later. But I think Oklahoma State's pretty legit.
1: And you mentioned a team in there in Oklahoma that obviously was a part of one of the biggest weeks in college football news I think I've ever been a part of. Lincoln Riley, the new head coach at USC. Brian Kelly, the new head coach at LSU. Just a ton of coaching movements. A Where, lot of
2: where's Matt Campbell going? I saw he was going to – I thought – I saw he was going to Notre Dame and then USC and then – He's going to be the Ohio State coach. And then I saw Colorado State opened up this week. I thought he was going there. And then Akron opened up. Oh, I'm sorry. That's right. Yeah, he's, he's sticking with us. I forgot. never
3: mind. You never mind. Us like we were Never being mind. No, it's, no, it's I'm
2: fine. Yeah, I'm not big
3: chirping big just big. you guys. Just, you somebody know, wants, everybody in general. wants the guy that went 7-5 with the best team ever.
2: Oh, really? Really? I'm pretty sure you'd take us in a heartbeat <laughs> in three fucking
3: years, Jordan, when old man Ferentz is out the door. Oh, so I wouldn't take you right now like what we're talking about? what you would take you, you him just said, you just said i'm pretty sure you would take him in three years that's not what i'm talking about right now you said right now this is when they're hiring right you now. if
2: you were looking for a coach you would take him right now
3: no i'm not looking for a coach
2: i that's when i'm when you need a coach in three years because you will you're not going to want to promote brian Ference.
1: oh they is will he, is he going to get fired this year i expect to happen no Is he going to
2: take a head coaching job? No, they overachieved.
3: That's like the opposite of what you.
2: Oh yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, okay. Oh yeah. Overachieve,
3: underachieve. You know, relying
2: on our rival to get a big win for us against fucking Wisconsin.
3: Hey, I'll backdoor into a title game all year long, man. I will never apologize for being in it. Never.
1: Would you? Would you? Here we go.
3: Would you – if Oklahoma had to be Oklahoma State last week or vice versa for you to be in, would you be – like, oh, I, I would,
1: I would you know, I but I, would I wouldn't
3: be chanting U Ma and
2: being the biggest fucking fans of those douchebags. Hey, you would have thought people were bleeding maroon and gold fucking stuff. They were
3: for 24 hours.
2: <laughs> Jesus Christ.
3: Hey, I like conference title games. You ever been to one? Oh, yeah. yeah, last
2: year. Yeah. I hope you guys don't embarrass yourself. We did just fine. Yeah, well, that's a big 12.
1: I rewatched oh. that the other day, Shea. If I rewatched that, though, I think it was a great football game. It was
2: a great game. It was, yeah, had a chance uh, to win it. But it I, watched,
1: I think it was last night at, like, midnight they had it on for some reason. It was weird. Um, but Oklahoma State, Baylor, yes. Iowa and uh, Michigan, big – and then obviously the big game. Nobody's talking about Georgia, Alabama. We will break that one down. That's going to be a great game. But let's go back to the coaching. Lincoln Riley takes the job at USC, kind of a blindside move, especially after his interviews later in the year. What, did you, what, like, what do we think there? I don't, I'm not really sure. I get the move money-wise. Like He's still a human being, and he's still going to get fucking paid. Um, $110 million contract is, is ridiculous and something I don't think a lot of people would say no to. So I don't think it's a dumb move, but Oklahoma fans are not happy.
2: They're I think it's a happy. lesson to be learned for both Brian Kelly and um, Lincoln Riley, and I I mean, Iowa state does this really well. If you want your coach to stay, you might want to fucking get your coach involved with decisions to be made. And what I mean by that is Notre Dame has been set in stone on all their rules all the time. And Brian Kelly has just been pleading for help recruiting wise and changing the rules and the GPA. And on the other side, Oklahoma did not tell Lincoln Riley they were going to the sec. And that probably was like, he's, he's probably like looking at his team this year and they can barely beat fucking Kansas. He's like, I got to take this team into the sec in a year or two. Like the fuck am I going to do? We're gonna, I have the fourth fifth best job in the conference. And he's like, I'm going to move out to California and take the best job in that conference. I, me and JP have definitely talked about it. We both kind of agree the same way that we think USC is an overrated job and that's an overrated fan base. But, at the same time, I do get why he le- he left for USC and not LSU because LSU is a place where it's still going to be very tough to win. It's not necessarily the best job in the conference. It's probably top three, but USC, given the circumstances, is arguably the best job in that conference, and they gave him everything. So
3: I don't blame him for leaving.
1: No, I don't think it's a dumb move career-wise whatsoever, J.P. Ooh.
3: Who cares about the fucking USC job? Like, I just, I don't get why you would want to leave a passionate place for a place that's only going to give a shit if you're any good. Like they, like
2: well, they I do like
1: this. I, less about leaving, like less about USC getting a new head coach, and more about somebody leaving Oklahoma.
2: But you I know what? Don't care that he took
3: that job. Like
2: he brings, he brings an aura that, like, you know, that first game, it's going to be packed. I, I would be surprised if we can quote card it or do whatever. You know that first game next year at home is going to be damn yeah, near so two low.
1: losses into the
3: year, and nobody will be there. It's the You biggest think he's going to have two biggest? losses? Oh, are we just, hmm.
2: like, forgetting how bad they are the last couple but, of years? Exactly, but he gets the guys. The guy can recruit. There is no ifs, ands, or buts about it. We've seen the success he's had at the quarterback position and developing that position. I mean, I would be – it would be dumb to say the guy won't win 10 games. Maybe – his first year, maybe not, I, although I think he probably could. By year two, there's no reason I don't
1: We're think – We're also he talking about
2: the Pac-12. Yeah, exactly, and he don't play, they don't play anybody.
3: Yeah, yeah I just – I don't know. I don't, I don't care about the Pac-12 football stuff, like – and especially if you're talking about, like, a guy who went to a school that was handed the keys to a car and just don't crash it and he just kept it in the middle of the lane. Like, that's all he did at Oklahoma. Like, it was already in steering in the right direction. He never took it up higher. He didn't push it down lower. Like, you're still riding the same level. Yeah,
2: he had a chance to take it higher with that Mayfield senior year. I mean, they should have beaten Georgia, but I guess, I yeah.
3: It's – I don't know. To me, it's – I get why he did it. I understand why he did it. Money will always talk. Forever and always will always talk, you know. But I don't – I just don't like that fan base. Like, I don't – and I'm not even sure if there is a fan base out there half the time. So Let's we'll see side,
2: side note, does anybody else think is it just an unpopular opinion or is the Bob Stoops thing a little fucking weird? Oh, it's weird. <laughs> it's weird. It's really, like, for, Okay, first on, of all, first of all. Yeah, I know. Well, he's, you know he's got an office in Oklahoma. Oh, yeah. did you? He see has, that still has a team coaching team office. Is
1: throwing was that actually him throwing i don't
2: that that could be anybody that i saw that when he, <laughs> they threw hilarious. the stuff out the window no i just think like first of all you're not the best coach in oklahoma history history it's Barry switzer so let's get that straight you're acting like you're god and you're gonna keep this program intact while shit's hitting the fan i like him if i if I, I think like if if somebody's looking at that job they're like dude this guy needs to fucking leave like He's not sticking around anymore. Like I just, I don't know. He went, He literally went really off the weird. Set
1: of Big Noon Kickoff into Oklahoma's coaching office as the head coach, just in the snap of a finger after last week. Moving soon. soon. Oh, dude, you,
2: he was having a fucking heyday at Big yeah, Noon oh, Kickoff. Yeah. Oh my! It was. I wanted to throw a beer bottle at that dude's head.
3: Yeah, he I knows. like. Bob. I like Bob Stoops. Right uh, yeah, I, I we do. know you do. i was <laughs> just saying, like. People forget Barry Alvarez did the same thing in Wisconsin.
2: No, yeah, coaches have done it before. I just think it's I think it's weird in, it's in weird. all.
1: It's weird. That's like if like Bo Pelini were to come as the interim coach if, if No,
2: first. it's oh, like if Osborne did it.
1: Oh my god. That would be the city of Nebraska would blow the fuck up. If that it's happened. like it's like, dude,
2: you retired for a reason. Your job's done with. You can't stick around. If you want to fucking change the team. You keep your job. You don't retire or quit or whatever.
1: He, they're interviewing him. He's like, I'm going out recruiting tomorrow. I'm going out. <laughs> and he is. He actually is. He's going to people's houses. Yeah, I think he just missed being a coach. Like, he realized after he retired, like, holy fuck, I've been sitting on big noon kickoff just yelling the same things I yelled as a coach, so why not continue doing it?
2: I think we – I think I heard – I don't know if you guys listened this week, but uh, College Football Tailgate, our friend Tyler and but his uh, other guy, Will, talked about the conspiracy theory that – Lincoln Riley had dirt on Stoops and that's why Stoops had to out of the blue retire or quit or whatever he did, but he could like still stick, stick around and have his office. And that's why he's coming back and like enjoying the limelight. Cause Riley doesn't care anymore. And he left for another job. I thought that was hilarious, if that is even it's remotely totally true. believable. Yeah, exactly.
1: And Bob Stoops does have that little weird edge to him. You could see him. <laughs> yeah, he's really fucking bad. <laughs> so it's very, very possible. But let's jump to the other side. Brian Kelly, the new head coach at LSU. This is a great fucking move by LSU. Like, honestly, one of the – I
3: think it's really good. But people in South Bend are burning themselves down. They're like, nobody leaves Notre Dame and yeah. Oklahoma. Nobody yeah. leaves us. We're the yeah. best of Right. Sorry, I was buddy, but Notre Dame.
1: is a better job. LSU is a much better job, and I think he's gonna fucking shine in that position. And you're gonna find LSU being really, really, really good again here in a few years. Um, fuck, man, that's just it's stressful because you got these teams that were like starting to go below average, kind of where Nebraska is, and now they're just not going to be there anymore. Um, but it's experience, it's money, it is what it is, and there's just a lot of coaching move. Let's go to the portal though. A lot of people including nebraska's quarterback adrian martinez entered the transfer porter this past week um what do we think about some players that have jumped in like jake hayner um who I mean, who am i missing i'm just trying to think off the top of my Hayner head.
3: will be at washington is my guess yeah definitely Followers, head coach um
1: Rattlers,
3: obvious uh there's uh, guys all over the place you had a couple of decommitments commitments from guys committed to oklahoma uh that The Malachi, whatever five star from, so they've already.
2: I think most of them are already switched over to USC. Yeah, that's
3: what I'm saying. Is he was in Oklahoma commit, and he went with Lincoln Riley and stayed home in Southern California. I think there was a stat that said there are 400 and some FBS level uh, people in the transfer portal since Monday. Like it's an ungodly amount. Like it's unbelievable. That's just the the name of the game now.
1: Yeah, that's just kind of how it's become. It's become like if your team's – if you're not playing as much as you want to or if your team's not as good as you thought, they just jump to the other.
2: But I got to ask is like I just don't – for as much rich history as Nebraska has, your all-time leading scorer or whatever it was, I don't – I saw it on Twitter today. For him to just just leave like that, I don't know (sighs) – what does I just what does that say about the program right now? And obviously, you look at a guy like Wandale Robinson. Who's well, there's other
1: facets, and it's it's all a toss up, and nobody really knows the exact reason. But there's a lot of talk from from very under the radar credible sources in Nebraska that um, it was kind of a part of the deal to keep Frost. as he had to make a change at the quarterback mm-hmm. position? Um, so I think it was a little bit of a push.
2: But and, you know what, though, if, I I. I I think Martinez will strive. I could see him being – I think Kleiman will put him in – I hope he doesn't go to K-State because I can see Kleiman putting him in a really efficient offense to use his legs. He That's terri- He's
1: yeah, a that, fucking stud. It doesn't that that would terrify does he him. Or That's where
2: I'm going with this. I think it's a Scott – I think Scott Frost is setting his quarterbacks up for failure more. Because, I mean, look at Smothers this weekend. He was fantastic for three quarters. And Frost is just putting him in bad situations to make plays – when it's his first start and you've been running the ball well all game.
1: There's just now, some decisions in there that you can't take and put on Frost. Like that last throw, there was nobody within fucking 15.
2: I understand that, but know your quarterback's limitations and just,
3: I don't know. I, here's, I think, here's your stat on this. I had it kind of weird. Since Monday morning, there are 284 FBS and 213 FCS players that have entered the transfer portal, so around 497
2: total. There'll be way more than that eventually once yeah. the season's all said and done. It's free agency now. Just go yeah. get
3: you what you need. Like, I need this, I need that. Let's go get one that can play now. We'll recruit to bring it later. Like it's and it's unbelievable.
1: But it's a lot of movement and it's it's some of it's shocking, some of it's not. Like Rattler was the least shocking news ever. Where do you guys think he ends up?
2: I would have to say a pac
1: twelve school, but I
2: don't know. I don't know. He's I don't out know.
1: There,
3: yeah, yeah. I can see that. <laughs> Um, it ain't Arizona State. I can. Tell yeah, you.
1: yeah. UCLA is like my number one thought in there.
3: UCLA. Yeah. ETR is still a sophomore though.
2: Yeah, I was gonna say, isn't he young? Yeah, yeah. so he's gonna be around. Uh, Oregon, thought like he's he's probably better than Anthony Brown. Better mean, than Anthony
3: Brown. Yeah, like Anthony Brown's sure. not. I don't know what good. Oregon has under Anthony Brown up there. Um, I thought they had like a five star quarterback possible, behind him. Like, I could haven't be really, really looked at it that hard, but I, I know for a fact that that would be a good plug-in. I could see, see him going ACC. Like if he
2: – I don't know. Any chance he goes like Mountain West?
3: Yeah. I think there's always a chance they go anywhere. Like maybe he wants – maybe part of it was like he didn't want to be, you know, at that school particularly, and he just wants to be um, not somewhere that football is like less serious. He, should, like, he should go he to,
2: to Arizona. Player, you
3: know, Like a better fit. Maybe he fits at a smaller
2: school more. He should go to Arizona.
1: He <laughs> would be the shining <laughs> turd in the pile of shit out there. By a million. Um, okay, let's jump to something else. Let's go to the college football playoff rankings. Obviously, not much changes. However, we do need to address that Michigan State took it to Ohio State um, last weekend in the game. And Michigan. Michigan, sorry, sorry. I added the state in there. Good catch. Good catch. Michigan State. What? what what was that that was i mean do you think that was mostly because it was in the big house or do you think that was just a flat-out ass whooping like there was just a lot of facets in that t- game that michigan just fucking dominated great football game by the way great football.
3: They played bully football they played big 10 football and ran through a team that wasn't ready to play smash mouth like they ran all over them they controlled both off- the offensive and defensive line they controlled the pace of the game they put CJ Shroud in you know spots where he wasn't comfortable. He wasn't comfortable in the pocket. You could tell it got to a point where he was jumpy, um, making mistakes that you hadn't seen as much out of him probably since week one when they played Minnesota, right? So to me, it was just a team showed up and a team wasn't ready to be hit in the mouth, and the other one was ready to do the punching.
2: I think I was just gonna say I think that's... the only kid
3: to swing and punches and hit people in the mouth, and the other one wasn't ready for it in the last couple of days. <laughs>
2: <laughs> shout out shout out home, home. And, oh man we we'll, could we'll get to that you guys
3: could listen to this and still know what i'm talking about without yeah, dude everyone in everyone
2: is. has seen that video in I this know. country you are living under a rock if you don't own an iphone jp is from it has
3: 1.4 million likes on tiktok
2: yep just so jordan backstory jordan is from the hometown of where that basketball incident in the handshake line occurred the kid punching the other kid that was JP's uh, former high school alma mater, Carlisle Wildcats, being in the spotlight. They got beat by 30.
1: Like- yeah. <laughs> the best part of the whole video is yeah. the announcer. <laughs> he said, Final score here tonight 72 to 47. Cats they can't quite pull this one. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: no, passion seen. in that kid's voice. Hey, they had a chance till the free throws and fouls started.
1: That, is, that was one of the dumbest commentations I've ever heard. Cats can't quite pull it off.
3: They've <laughs> had an announcer for games. So I'm wondering if they have like a program now for kids. Yeah,
2: uh, it, it looked like it. It ain't working.
1: Program ain't working. Not
3: wrong. It's not working. <laughs> that was
1: one of the most outrageous things I've ever heard after a game. And then that kid just. Up ah, a- that
3: we were in this one most of the night. No, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> so we weren't.
1: I wonder uh, you got to wonder what happened in that situation though like everybody's thought about that if you've played sports there's been that one game where that oh, yeah. kid just pissed you off and you're walking through the line you're like I'm hey some <laughs> some people say it some do it yeah. <laughs> hey,
3: yeah I don't know I've never I don't know no one knows I haven't heard anything exactly on what the issue is or what spurred it but
1: yeah, I don't know. I know the kid's in jail, and he did have a one-two combo from the fucking hellbound.
3: Yeah, like, dude got. It's pretty easy it. to hit a dude in the face when you hit him straight below the belt, and then he's just yeah. so <laughs> like, if you miss that, like, that
1: was oh, a great combo. Yeah. okay, back to college football. <laughs> uh, I,
3: I was just,
2: gonna, I was gonna say, <laughs> going back to it. I think that that Ohio State game—that's a defense we've been talking about since the minnesota game we knew that ohio state's defense was a concern um they had been getting better but i don't think they were playing as physical as a team as michigan is and it showed and they ran the ball all over them just like minnesota did in that first game and defensively michigan i hope deserves the credit they get because they've been going under the radar because it was like Nothing was legit until they beat Ohio State. Now that they've beaten Ohio State, it's like, okay, this Michigan team is legit. That defensive line with Aiden Hutchinson and company is fucking terrifying because that's not a small offensive line in Ohio State, and they bullied them. So, I don't know. I thought Michigan looked really, really good, but we'll we'll see if they can keep it going.
1: Okay, let's jump to it. Um, if there's nothing else to cover, obviously not a lot of room in the college wall playoff, not a lot of movement. Um, Oklahoma State definitely still a possibility to get in. Notre Dame is still a possibility to get in. But now as the college Wall playoff committee came out and said they will take coaching into effect when they make their decisions to put somebody in, they're pretty much eliminated. So That's
3: the dumbest. I, that's that I don't think that's that bad of an ideal. I don't.
1: Why? Why? I think oh. it's smart. I, I think it makes sense.
3: It doesn't – they didn't tell you how much it weighs in. Like, they just said it weighs in. They didn't say this is like – if we're on the fence, this is a, you know, breaker. And they didn't say that, you know, it's only minuscule. Like, they're being honest with you. You want transparency from these guys, and now they're giving it to you. I don't think it's that crazy. You're taking away one of the best coaches in college football before – the, I mean, they're not even playing this week. Like, they have to reset that whole coaching stuff, not really anymore. Like, they had to make a decision, a little bit of scrambling going around. Like I, like, I don't think it's that crazy to say that it went against them. Like, if you tell me right now, like, if Alabama lost Nick Saban this weekend, you don't think that should be taken into account when they go play?
2: I think it it hurts them because they don't play this weekend. We would would see how Alabama could do without Nick Saban, mm -hmm. if that were the case, so then we could make our judgment. But them not playing this weekend makes it harder to judge.
3: Yeah, I think so. I mean, yeah, for sure. But they have to. They don't have a choice. That's just how Notre Dame decided to be. You know, like, I don't agree with Brian Kelly, but I'm sure he was kind of given an option where, you know, maybe take the job now or – like whatever or See, but that's
2: my thing though like, it's like it's like yeah well who are they hiring who are they waiting for or who are they going to if if kelly they say to kelly hey you take the job now or we're gonna give it to somebody else who are they gonna
3: who are they gonna get fickle still i mean there was guys i mean no one no one
2: what fickle did you know i'm assuming he turned down the notre dame job so i'm sure
3: he's got two jobs yeah i'm that Or he's got that Oklahoma one on his doorstep, and he's just said, don't talk to me until season's over.
1: Like It's we, a possibility. I, he would think. There's coach like, at the lower level. level. There's talks around town that Nebraska's next O coordinator is going to be Coastal O coordinator. So there's those lower-tier teams, <clears throat> there's so many names in the running now. I don't know if Fickle's going to leave. I don't know if I'm on that train. I just feel like, especially if they make it, I don't know. It would have to be a big old payday for him. I think. Um, but it's on the table. All right, now let's jump to the conference championship games. We are here. It is conference championship week. It's a little sad because it, it means college football is winding down. However, it is one of the most exciting times in our lives every year. I love college football bowl season. I love college football in general. So it's a bittersweet moment for us. Let's talk about them. Let's start with tonight's games. Um, we will start in the Pac-12, Oregon and Utah. What do we think about this game? I'm not sure. Um, it's a little weird for me just because Utah did what they did to Oregon mm-hmm. three weeks ago, two weeks ago, or however long it was. Um, but I do like Oregon to score the first touchdown. I'll tell you that much. Key And uh, somebody open us up.
3: Yeah. Schaefer, I don't know if you're playing this game or not. I have a play in this. But if you don't, you want I'm to go not. ahead and kind of give your thoughts before I kind of go into why.
2: Sure. I. I yeah, this is – I don't have many – uh, stay away games this weekend. Cause I want to play as many as I can, but this is definitely one I just can't get my head around. Number one, you know, I'm not a big pac 12 guy, so that's even a bigger incentive. You know, it's not pushing me towards making a play here. I just think that <sighs> it's not going to surprise me either way. I, I definitely can see Oregon. we coming back. They just got done playing each other a week ago. Uh, and it wouldn't surprise me if they come back and just kill Utah because Utah has been in this situation where they've choked in this opportunity. Mm-hmm. And there's still a lot to play for. Both teams are definitely playing for a Rose Bowl. That that means something. And so the incentive is still there for both teams. I just don't know what I'm going to get out of Oregon. Utah, I mean, I'm most certain that they're not going to turn the ball over. They're going to try to bully Oregon. Um, they're going to try to run the football. And if they can do exactly what they did two weeks ago, there's no reason they should lose. And there's no reason they should cover or no reason they can't cover because it's two and a half points. The fact is, I just don't know, is Anthony Brown going to turn it around this time around? I thought he's, he played just terrible. He was horrible in that Utah game. Um, And I I just don't think he's the type of guy to really flip the switch. I don't think he's that good. Um, So, if I had to lean something, I just don't see a reason Utah can't do it again, especially the way they've been playing since they made the quarterback change.
3: Mm-hmm. Um,
2: but then again, it is Oregon, and Cristobal is a great coach, so who knows?
3: Yeah. So, for me, it, it, there's a couple things that go into this. I'm playing Oregon plus three. Um, a couple reasons. Reason number one, when you look back in the history of the Pac-12 and the Pac-12 title game, every team that has had their, either been favored and chosen to win or had a chance to do something big and win the conference title – chokes it and pisses it on their leg. That's just what this conference does. You look back to last year, you look back to the year before, I mean, it was Oregon last year, it was Utah the year before. So this has happened multiple times. And so I'm just going to play with that trend that the underdog will win that. Uh, I think Oregon, yeah, walked into an absolute, you know, fire breathing dragon when they went down and played Utah and Salt Lake city. I don't think that happens twice. I do think you're still looking at a very good Oregon team, right? Now, they do have a blowout loss, and they got a bad loss to Stanford, but I think this defense is really solid. I think they'll come around. Um, racing's good for Utah. They've gotten better. But, like, that was such an uncharacteristic game for Utah. Like, they struggled with Colorado last week. They've struggled with Arizona. They've struggled with other teams. They've struggled with Oregon State in, like, so, like, there's a lot of things into that. I'm thinking maybe one game at home, it's such a hype situation that was, like, too much and Oregon didn't show up. And that's fine. But Oregon responded last week and beat Oregon State. You know, they've they, – for most of the year, they've kind of done what they're supposed to do outside of small things. But I just think this is a spot where you take the team that's an underdog that just got, I mean, absolutely piss-pounded a couple of weeks before on the road and looking for a revenge spot. I also think if you're looking at – um, coaches, I think Cristobal has been very good in these spots throughout the years. And so I'll just take the plus three. I think Oregon wins this game. Is uh, is the offensive coordinator
2: um, coaching for Oregon? I, I don't remember his name. Is he coaching in this game? Uh, as
3: far as I know, um, I haven't heard anything different than, again, um, yeah, I'm not too sure. I know – he is so, headed to Akron, correct? Yeah,
2: yeah, he took yeah. the Akron job and that's the, that's a big deal if, you know, he's obviously good enough to be a head coach somewhere and when you lose a play caller, that's that's a big deal. So I just I don't know if he's coaching or not. That's why I, I was actually yeah, asking. He,
3: So he took the Akron job now. I would assume that he would stay and do that, uh, but you know, you never fucking know. So
1: um, <laughs> I like the under so, in this game. I will throw that one in there. 57 and a half yeah. is what it is at right now it it has gone under Oregon in the last 5 games that they've been an underdog the under is 4 and 1 mm-hmm. um also you got to look at the last time these two teams played it's 38 to 7 Oregon's offense couldn't get it going so i think a big part of this game if Oregon's going to compete or win this game it's going to be a defensive battle Oregon yeah. needs to get some stops They couldn't do that yeah. last time for Utah so yeah. they still have their ability
3: to ability to do that like and y- Utah's been a good um a team that usually runs the ball really well. And so they're going to try to do that and slow down the pace. You know, Oregon does it very well with Anthony Brown and Burdell and other guys. So explosive plays after what they gave up last time. And then maybe if Oregon goes back to what they've been doing, you know, it's, it's tough for me to say that this is an obvious pick. I just have a gut feeling on this.
1: No, I, want, I like that gut feeling. I have the same one.
3: By the way, Joe everything. Moore is coaching. He is coaching. He's going to announce it after the Pac-12 title game.
1: Everybody so. who's ever played sports knows how hard it is to beat a team twice, especially when you play them that close together. Um, a- honestly, J.P. and I's college career pretty much ended oh. by playing a team four times in a row. So just looking at it, my initial gut reaction is I think Oregon wins a close football game, but I think it's going to be actually really, really fun to watch, and it beats the hell – um, I don't know if it beats the hell out of it, but it beats what I think is going to be a pretty average game on the other side on Friday night. Um, what? I don't know, dude. I just think it's what, be fireworks. So fireworks. You're, I can't believe.
2: You actually, you actually have a fan base that might show up for that game, whereas nobody's going to show up. Nobody's showing up in Vegas. I, I don't know. Maybe you has got it. utah oh, got it.
1: All those fucking 11-year-old kids are going to get tickets in Vegas to the Oregon, wear their yellow shirts. They'll be there. It'll be packed. It'll be a fun game. Um, UTSA, Western Kentucky. Um, obviously, a game that pretty much everybody expected halfway through the year. What, uh, UTSA is plus three and a half. However, they are 11-1, and one and they are coming off their only loss in the year where they got blown the fuck out.
3: They got shellackened by a North Texas team that caught fire, had to win five straight to get the bowl eligibility. And they won all five Um, UTSA, man. They've got a power five win over Illinois on the road. They've looked good in other spots. They've been putting up points and points and points. They've also been giving them up. Western Kentucky on the other hand has the leading passer in the country and Bailey Zappi, who's just been great since coming from Houston Baptist now, they like to throw the ball all over the field. They've also won their last, I think, three or four since playing this UTSA team. I think it's five. Five, I think yeah, since playing this UTSA team in a close game. Um, and so you, another spot we're in a rematch, you know, where the team that is – in this case, though, the team that was supposed to win the first game did, and now they're dogs in this game. So to me, over under seventy two and a half over doesn't seem crazy because neither team can stop anybody like yeah. Right, the first that, the, game, the prior game was what fifty something, forty something.
2: Yep, um, it's fifty two to forty six, and that's kind of where I was heading with this. I, I I am picking it over. I I was leaning UTSA plus three and a half because when you're in the, one of the biggest games of your entire history, and you, this is a this is a conference title you get in your place. So the Alamo Dome is going to be rocking. I think it's just a battle of Zappy on one side and McCormick on the other side. They both score a ton of points but doing it in different ways utsa loves to run the ball they're very good at it and western kentucky like you said jp they throw the ball through the air so it's going to be kind of a battle of opposites but at the same time they both know how to put up points the over is eight and four for western kentucky they've put up 42 points in five straight games 72 just doesn't seem like that much to me because I think both of them could get to 36 if you just, you kind of think of it that way. So well,
1: last time they both, well, damn near, it was, a, it was 98 was the total. Yeah. yeah. two to 46 was the final 98 fucking points. The last time these two teams played.
3: Well, and it's, they're both up-tempo offenses. Like you're talking about how, yep. you know, UTSA wants to run the ball. They have more, you know, sincere McCormick. They have Frank Harris. They have guys who can do both. Frank Harris is more of a running quarterback, but they're quick and they go, go, go. And they've been able to score on everybody they've played. And so I, I think this might just be – I was originally leaning UTSA plus three and a half, and then I started to do the, like, well, maybe I should just play with this line. Like everybody seems to be all over Western Kentucky in this spot. Maybe I should go with the public a little bit. I think if I'm playing this, I think I'm just going to cheer for a great football game on a lot of points. So I would agree the yep. over there. Um, you I'm, I'm surprised over. you're not more into this game. This is your kind of football game. This is, I mean, high-flying offenses.
1: There's yeah. a lower-tier game that I am excited okay. for.
3: all right, I mean, everybody. There's a very, oh, yeah, very, yeah, very but
1: much, much lower-tier game.
3: There's no way you don't, like, get excited for this game. If you're a real college football fan and not a casual, this is the perfect game to kick off college championship week with.
1: Yep, and I love that it's on Friday. Honestly, sometimes I forget that there's a couple of conference championship games on Friday, but it just yeah. revs my engine to know I have something to do.
3: This is—is is this like the, an all name, like all nickname game too? Hilltoppers, Roadrunners, because I think Roadrunners. I believe
1: so. Great mascot game. That's a good ball, though. Great mascot game. That's <laughs> a very very big good
3: red. One. The blob.
1: The big red ball. The
3: yeah. Big red blob. <laughs> I,
1: love I love it. Okay, you got the plays for the two Friday night games. Now let's jump to Saturday. Let's start with the lower tier games, um, and then we will work the way to the more important ones or well, they're all important, but they're all related to the bigger name ones. Um, let's start Utah state and San Diego state on Saturday, San Diego state is minus six and they public is on them fairly heavy. 71% of the public money is on San Diego state minus six. Um, it's a 2 PM game. I don't know. I think I would be with the public here. Um, Utah State's kind of a sneaky team, a team I didn't really expect to see in this spot, um, but they have won a couple of games this year that got them there. So I'm, I'm just not sure. I just know San Diego State's a damn good football team. Um, so I'm not sure why this line is at six.
3: Yeah. So, Shave, if you remember right, remember Logan Bonner from Arkansas State? Yeah. yeah, yeah. He yeah. a ton last year. He's quarterback there at Utah State. Oh, Jesus. Made some plays. They've got um, – they've, they've played better football. Like, they kind of – got off to a hot start to start the year. They kind of slowed down and then got back into gear. Um, and I, But they got his pound of Iowa, Wyoming, a team that can't score. And then they beat New Mexico the next week. So they've been putting up points. They've also kind of given up points throughout the year. I think that's why people like the San Diego State team and that, why that line has kind of climbed. Because you or San Diego State runs the ball, controls things, runs the ball like, and plays great defense like incredible defense. If you just look at how many points they've given up, they gave up 16 last week to Boise state 20 to UNLV 21 on Nevada high flying offense, 10 to Hawaii. And it's to me, like it's just a defense that will show up in a team that may or may not show up in Utah state, just with on both sides. One's more balanced. The other's not. Now I think I like an under here more than I do a side, just because six is not necessarily where I want to be with a team that can't score. So it was at 50. I think it's crawling down now. So like under 49 and a half, I could easily see this game 24, 10, 24, 17, just be done with it. You know,
1: it's 49 Um, and a half right now.
3: Yeah. So I'd like, I'd like the under here for sure. Um, Both teams are seven and five to the under. They've been under more than they have. um, Excuse me. Yeah. They've been under more than they've been over this year. And, And also, if I win this, I get four points in our preseason uh, conference championship pick. So, lean San Diego State and take the under.
1: Love it. Schaefer, what do you got on this game?
2: This is just – this is the other game that I got to stay away from. me. Two teams I just don't really think very highly of. I'm not going to watch this game. I'm going to be all honest. I don't think – this is a very, very boring game to me. However, um, I would take San Diego State if I were to give a pick. Uh, Utah State's two weeks removed from just getting schlacked by Wyoming, who's a pretty disappointing team this season. Um, You just don't know what you're going to get out of Utah State and they've had some pretty unconvincing wins against a three win Colorado State team who they should have lost to and a four point win against a very bad UNLV team. So and only putting up 35 points against a New Mexico State team. So I just don't think that they're going to have success on the offensive side of the ball against a really good San Diego State team. And I think that San Diego State could win this game, like, easily, like JP said, 27 to 13 or something like that and cover
3: the uh, numbers. You could, so.
1: see,
3: you could see 20 to 13, like, things like that, and I think it's just an insane possibility. So I would lean under here. But it's Carver's title week, you got to have all the games on, Schaefer. That's the only thing I'll correct you on.
1: <laughs> Facts. Um, okay, let's jump to another game. This is the one I'm excited for and I think it's going to be an electric factory and it's coming from the Mac. NIU and Kent State these teams are going to score the fucking football at will. Both of these teams absolutely sling the football around they both average they both put up 400 yards a game passing they both give up 400 yards a game passing. It is ridiculous. <laughs> this game is going to be Fucking electric, and I cannot wait. And I love NIU plus three and a half. I seen the one play. What? that the one play that I did not put on my action just so I could talk about it now. I love the Huskies plus three. And okay, a half.
3: I I would just say you got to look for Rocky Lombardi and like what his status is. I know he didn't play last week, and who cares if they lost last week? If we're being honest, it didn't mean anything. It's just like the UTSA side, right? They already knew where they were going to be. If you're you know, looking on the other side, I think Dustin Crumb's the better quarterback. Uh, guy's been very good. They've challenged themselves all year. So they're 7-5 and five with losses to um, Notre Dame, Iowa, and Texas A&M, correct? So three really – I mean, honestly, not bad losses at all. It just – man, 74.5. So it's two points higher than that Conference USA title game, and it's inside. Yeah. And – but the only thing that scares me is they've – you know – NIU runs the football really, really well. Not that Kent can even fucking defend anything. But if a team starts to hit a groove running the ball, eh, that's the only thing that would scare me away from an over. But I would say I I don't like three and a half with Kent, but I would play Kent at three, if I'm being honest. I think just the better quarterback, a more high-flying offense, and they've shown more life on defense than NIU has, which isn't saying much, I know, like at all. But NIU can't take the ball away, and they haven't been very good defensively causing pressure on the quarterback and forcing turnovers and things like that. So they've forced one turnover the entire year. It's,
1: it's so, going to be enough. How
3: bad?
2: How bad? Yeah. So, <laughs> I was going to say – I would
3: say, say three at Kent is what I would lean, but Parks is on the other side. So this might become a
1: – I love –
2: i I'm going to go in the middle of you guys. I'm, I'm, I'm going to take the over here. I think That's that – when I look at the UTSA Western Kentucky game, I, I like the over, but I'm like, eh, they've already seen each other. They know the scouting report. This game, I know what I'm getting out of both teams. In Kent State, the best way they like to play defense is just to try to get the off the ball back in their offense's hand as fast as fucking possible. So if they got to let them score, so be it. This they are the first time they met. They both put up a combined. Damn near fourteen hundred yards and <laughs> ninety-nine points. I don't see the scenario changing this time around in this game.
1: This game's gonna be electric. It's got it. It's just
2: over, <laughs> over, over. And the fact that it's isn't it in the seventies? I, I, I have to go back and look. seventy-four. Yeah. And a half. 74 it's just it's crazy to me. It's I can't a three believe that
1: three-point spread and the over/under is seventy-four. Cannot believe on my TV. Can't believe
2: that's not in the eighties, like an Ole Miss. Whoever game we've seen this year, I, I, that's just surprising to me. I cannot believe it's seven in the seventies, lower seventies. That it for that be matter,
1: a big game. Fucking Mac football. I love it. It should be on a Tuesday. This is the one game <laughs> where they should make the conference championship. Definitely,
2: it definitely should be a Friday game, though. Definitely oh. should be a Friday night game, if anything.
1: I, I if that doesn't tell you as much about the Pac-12 as we've always said that they put their conference title game on Friday. Yeah, then I don't know what will. Um, okay, let's jump to another game. Um, Conference championship week, baby, it fires us up. Okay, let's go to App State and Louisiana. This is gonna be a great football game too. um I feel like I know what side JP is gonna be on. um I think Louisiana still leave without Levi Lewis. Correct?
3: uh no, I'm not okay. I don't know. I think he's back. I think. Yeah, he I think he. I fine. thought he yeah. was
2: playing. Everything I saw seemed like he was playing.
1: Okay, I thought. I thought I saw something that he opted out, maybe, but. Okay, if he's back, I think it's gonna even be better game. I'm not playing it. Um, I think I just have a hunch that app state's going to win. So I'm not playing it. The line is three in favor of app state, and sixty-two percent of the public money is on app state. Okay. What is the breakdown for App State Louisiana in this conference title game?
3: Jay, if you want to go first.
2: Sure. I was torn. I don't know about you, JP, but I just couldn't get myself on either side. On one hand, you have a team who won the first matchup by a million, and they are an underdog at home, which is just mind-boggling to me, and that's fucking me up even in the head even more. On the other side, you got an App State team who's playing really good football right now, and since they've lost that game, they have turned it on. I don't think that they're going to force four turnovers like they did the last time, talking about Louisiana. I think App State's going to be better prepared this time around, but I think – I'm leaning and under here because I just can't buy into one side or the other. Uh, like I've talked about, I don't think Levi Lewis is just this big spark plug on offense. He's more of a control guy. He only threw for like 167 yards or something last week. Just yeah, just under,
3: they scored F-C, 21. fc has gone under seven times, and Louisiana's gone under nine times. Yeah, 53. Is the number
2: and and they scored 21 on UL M- Monroe last week. I think, you know, you got to wonder if Napier leaving is a distraction as well. Um, I know he's coaching the game. I know he's a really good coach, and I know that his players are going to want to play for him. But mm-hmm. you never know. You know that's got to be Roman in some of those guys' heads. Except Louisiana does only give up 18 points a game. They forced 20 turnovers and 34 sacks this year. So the defense is going to be there. Hey, that's, that's not, it's, it's great. That, these teams are so similar, dude. Yeah. And and App State's last thing I was just going to say, and App State's defense has given up 14 points or less in the last four games. So the defenses are both just really, really, really good. I don't see why
3: I'm not playing it under here. Yeah, I would would lean under as well, man. And you know how big of a homer I am for App State. But the only thing that has me not taking him with this line movement is that fact that Napier is at home. They've been very good at home. Um, And it's his last hurrah with a team he built, with a senior class that had kind of been his baby there the last couple of years. And so that's the only thing keeping me away from that spread I would play yep. at because I don't think they, same thing with Oregon, I don't think they get, you know, pushed around and bullied again. I don't think, you know, the run game with Cameron Peoples and uh, Nate Noel and Chase Bryce all in your backfield, they don't get bullied twice, right? Yep. And so at the same time, they may not get bullied, but they're not going to score a ton. I don't think they're going to light up this
1: defense. Say, I, I don't
2: love Chase Bryce either. I, I don't love either quarterback in this game like I have um, in the past. It just I'm just not impressed by either one of the two.
1: It's a super even matchup stat-wise, too. Like both of these teams, they defend well against what the other team does really well. So it's going to be really interesting to see how it plays out and the yeah. fact that they look so even on paper. It really just depends which one of the teams shows up and plays with their identity.
3: Yeah, so I would say lean under.
1: Yeah. I, I think that would be the only play I could see too. I have 53 and a half right here. Um, yeah. That's what I saw too. Moving down from what it opened at. I saw 54 last week. Um, well, earlier this week, I should say. Um, so it's definitely moving in that favor I would like App State to win the game. I don't know why. I feel like Louisiana was kind of that letdown team um, just when they lost Levi Lewis. Kind of, they just fell off the map for me. But, they're, again, they're 11-1. and one. So, how, how much of a letdown can that be? I just felt like they would be more in the national spotlight. But yeah, eleven I'd, and one you are not.
3: I'd buy a App State Sunbelt Championship t-shirt if they, you know, sell them. But I
1: I'd they sell them if they win, yes.
3: They got to win on the road. There's so many things that just, like – it's, way, so, by the way. Way. That's way. it's so tough with that, man. I mean,
1: should, I should these games be a neutral ground? I think all conference championship games should be neutral.
2: On my college football NCAA 14 seasons, I always put every conference championship game in a neutral site.
1: Absolutely. Gotta but be. smaller conferences won't travel
2: as
3: well to fill those sites.
1: I don't know, man. I feel like it's a big deal. Like high if high
3: you high put high. it in – I don't know where would you want to put this. Like you,
2: the, your. I like think North I think uh, I think Shreveport would be kind of a cool, cool yeah, one. That's in Louisiana. I don't know. Yeah, but it's still a neutral site, and it's I don't know. I you never know if Louis Louisiana is going to make it every year. And Lafayette's yeah, a pretty fucking far distance from Shreveport. It's like four hours.
3: What if they put it at like Georgia Tech, like in Atlanta, or they Georgia put it in the dome I, or something? Eh, yeah,
2: well, that'd be
1: that'd be fucking badass. Um, but I just think they should be on neutral site. Anyway, let's jump to another game. Um, there's your breakdown of another conference title game. Let's it, We're short in the list on not big games, um, big names. So let's go to Houston and Cincinnati before we jump to the Power Five. Obviously, Cincinnati playing with their entire lives on the line. Um, they lose this game. They're definitely not getting in. Um, but not a lot of people think they're going to lose the game. They looked really, really good last week. Um, took a lot of people by surprise, like we touched on. So I think they roll here, honestly. I don't think Houston's anything to shock this team. Um, I feel like I'm basing everything off of Houston um, when we played them a couple weeks ago and play the week and how just dog shit they looked against USF. And I just feel like Cincinnati's got too much to play for here.
3: Yeah, there's a lot to play for. And the one thing that would kind of scare you out of um, taking Houston, if you were like on that side, is the world is on them. Everybody is like an 11-1 Houston team that I do think is ranked way lower than they should be. But they have good reason because Houston ranks in the top 10 and most defensive categories just like Cincinnati. In fact, they're better against the run than Cincinnati has been. The offense has been good but not as good as Cincinnati's. It's, to me, it's the two teams that look very similar, one just has more talent. I think that's why a lot of people are on Houston is the simple fact that 10 and a half is a lot to be given a team that mirrors Cincinnati pretty well. Right. Do
1: you um, you see seventy one percent. I see seventy one percent of the public money on Houston plus ten and a half.
3: Yeah, it's a lot. It's I have anywhere from sixty five to seventy three is what I've seen. Yeah, it's a lot. It's, it's unbelievable. So that, that's why I'm like, man, the public. This just feels like the public knowledge of people who they're being told to do something. They don't watch a lot of college football. They're just being told Cincinnati is not that good, man. They've been almost beat a couple times. And then they're like, oh, Houston, they're 11-1 and ranked, like 10 and a half. Like, that's – you know what yeah. I mean? That's yeah,
1: a- that's crazy. definitely what's happening.
3: And I don't – dude, I don't even think it's that crazy to say under because Fickle has kind of controlled Houston in the past and what they've done offensively. And Houston plays really good defense. Like, why are we thinking under in so many of these conference Tower games other than the know. two obvious ones?
1: The only one I don't like the under will come up later, and that's just because of the, how the game has gone in the past. But 52-and-a-half for this game. Um, I like Cincinnati. I think they cover the 10-and-a-half. I think they win um, by two or three scores, honestly. I think there's just too much to play for. Devin Raider's too experienced. He's been waiting for this moment. And they pretty much control their own destiny to get in, and they have to do that um, to avoid a debacle with Oklahoma State if they do um, what they can. So, I like Cincinnati. Schaefer, what do you like?
2: I like Cincinnati as well. It's kind of similar to the SMU game where we were on the side of SMU. I just think that we can't underestimate how this defense has played so well against teams like Notre Dame and SMU. They've seen good good offenses before, and I don't think they're going to be afraid of Dana Holgerson or this offense. I think that Holgerson's he's always been a chump ever since he's been in the Big 12. So I don't think he's going to get his guys that riled up for this game. And I think that the offense is going to be just fine against a very poor Houston defense. So I picture once, in my head,
1: I just picture Desmond Ritter going up against a team that gave up 40 points to USF. Like, I just, <laughs> when I put that in my head, I can't think that Houston's going to win this football game. Like no. Desmond Ritter is a stud, and he would be a stud at any school he went to. So I just think he takes advantage of this really, really shaky Houston defense, and I think Cincinnati rolls. And I think if everything goes well, they honestly probably do make their first college football playoff appearance.
3: This will be a fun game too, man. It just sucks that they're not spread out as much as you'd like them to be. Right. You'd like these to be like one after the other, the other. But it's just – it's tough that they're all at the same time.
1: Okay. Are we going to talk about uh, USC and Cal? No. God, no. Uh, okay. no. Why it. are they
2: Why are they playing that game, by the way? COVID
3: restrictions yeah. from Cal. They didn't let them play earlier in the year. Oh, Jesus. <laughs>
2: I'm not going to get on that topic. This is a sports topic. Well, we're we're going to stick to sports. Who All coaches right. that? Is Lincoln Riley coach
1: that? No, we that no. on the sideline. No, probably. Um, okay, Stoops would coach it if that was Stoops. It, that was
3: would coach
2: it. That's for damn
1: sure. Okay, let's jump to the uh, uh, ACC title game. Let's go to Pitt and Wake Forest. This line is three in favor of Pitt. The over/under is 71, and I believe the public money sits with pit. Pitt, correct. Pitt is heavy. 70% of the public money I have down here is on Pitt. Um and that's a little surprising. I think Wake Forest's offense is nothing to be bad an eye at. Uh, I'm not playing this game. However, I will be cheering for um the Demon Deacons. I I big I don't know. I've kind of had that little homer feeling for Wake Forest. I think it's their logo and their mascot. But I do wish the Demon Deacons the best of luck. But either way, it's not Clemson, so I think it's a win-win for America. What do you feel about the ACC title game, guys?
2: I was going to say, I, I'm, I am all over Pitt. This is my favorite bet of the weekend. Um, Pitt minus three just just really screams at me. It's just I have seen Wake Forest defense time and time again. They weren't impressive against Clemson. They gave up so many points against North Carolina. I just seen it time and time again. And they are going to see, I mean, it is, I I don't even know if it's arguably the best quarterback in the conference, arguably in the country. He's thrown Kenny Pickett has thrown for 40 touchdowns, seven interceptions. He is still that Heisman candidate guy. Like just because they lost a couple of games and he, he went off the radar. He is still that guy and he's still been playing at that level. Ever since people were talking about him. For the record, and,
1: I'm not playing this game because I do want Wake Forest to win, but I don't think they will. Just for the record, okay, keep going.
2: You're good. And the, this defense for Pitt really hasn't been that bad. They've given up 24 points this year. They've won against Clemson. They beat North Carolina. They've beaten the teams Wake Forest has struggled against, and I just don't see. Yeah, I don't. If, if even if it came down to offense, I don't see Wake Forest keeping up with Pitt because. Wake Forest's defense is arguably one of the worst in college football. They just—I don't see them stopping. They are—they're the so bad. It's, it's, it's just bad.
3: A hundred in total defense. One hundred. I was gonna say game.
2: outside of the top one hundred. That's interesting.
1: Okay, yeah. let's keep breaking it down. JP, I know you got to be on pit. I know you. I'm gotta.
3: on pit. Yeah, we're gonna. I'm dying on that hill. Um, if you haven't done this already, not that any of us have a Heisman vote, but Kenny Pickett should have your Heisman vote, and I don't want to hear an argument for any other offensive player. It, it, the guy's shown up every single week. I get what their record is, but every single week he's been insane. Go look at all the stats. They lose to Western Michigan. He threw for 400 and some yards and five touchdowns. They are in close games with people. He's throwing for 350, 400 yards. The guy is an absolute animal. He's earned it. He's a great dude. He's playing for – Pat Narduzzi, who's a defensive coach, and he's putting up these kind of numbers, give me a break. I mean, that guy should easily be in New York, if not the favorite for the Heisman, but he doesn't wear fucking numbers on his helmet in scarlet and gray, so nobody cares about him. But that's another story. Like, to me, like, Schaefer hit it right on the head. Like, this is a conversation we've had about Pitt a lot this year, and and same for Wake, because we've been on Wake before this year, and we've been – I think we've ranked them pretty accurately, in our opinion – um, but Pitt, man, they can put pressure on the quarterback. They don't give up anything on the ground. They're going to force Wake to be one-dimensional through the air, which Sam Hartman has been very, very good at, I'd like to add. Like, he's been very good through the air. They rank 11th at 315 yards a game. Pitt's given up over 260 a game. So there's a weakness if Wake wants to win this game. There's your weakness to exploit. But the defense can put so much pressure. And you saw what happened with Clemson and Wake when they were able to put pressure on the quarterback. They rattled him a little bit, you know, offense started sputtering. On the other hand, Wake's defense isn't going to do that to Kenny Piggins, an experienced guy who's been in big games before, who has a better offensive line in front of him. And quite frankly, the Wake defense isn't as is good. So I think I, – and bring that line down even more. It started at three and it's come down to two and a half. If people want to stay on Wake, go ahead, I'll take two. Um but to be honest with you, I just see this as that. Now, I could be reading this wrong. Like, let's be honest. I could be reading this wrong, but I don't think I am. And so yes. my biggest player of the week will probably be on Pitt. So, yeah. um, I
1: need Pitt to win for four points in our competition. Yeah,
3: I was going to say, we got to touch <laughs> did, So why are you rooting for him?
1: I just, I don't know. I've always had this little Homer feeling for Wake Forest. I remember back when Nebraska played in back-to-back years in Lincoln and then at Wake Forest. I don't know. I've I I think I'm just in love with their branding, so I have a little bit of a boner for them, and I I apologize to the fans because I'm like blinded by it. I just I hope Wake Forest because they've been so like below average, below average, below average, and their offense is just so good, but their defense is so bad, dude. They are so bad on defense; it's unreal. What they give up seventy points to Army earlier this year? Um, you're looking at they
3: scored I mean, seventy nine. Yeah. yeah,
1: it's ridiculous. So. I don't know, man. I just I think Pitt wins the football game, but in my heart, I deep down, I hope Wake Forest um, does. But what do we feel about the over-under this game? I see 71 here. Yeah. I oh.
3: mean, I think under, though. I think this is a game.
1: You're a big under guy this week, JP. I don't know why. It's freaking me out.
3: <laughs> but uh, I just think this is one of those games where the defenses show up a little more than you're thinking. Like, this is the opposite of the other ones. Like, we've talked about UTSA, Western Kentucky. We're like, how do you not take it over here? Um, and then you look at, um, the Mac game we were looking at, like, how do you not take it over here? I just think it's like the opposite of those. Like this is where the defenses may show up a little more, um, and two offenses that are not scared to just run and gun and go, but pit, like they're not up tempo all the time. Like they're still a normal offense. They still, you know, huddle up and they get all this, their things set. And so I think that would be my lean as the under. And it's still up around 72 and a half – or 72, 71 and a half, and it's coming down. So I can't be the only one thinking that.
1: Right. Schaefer, what do you feel? Over or under 71?
2: I just think for how bad Wake's defense is and how good these offenses is, I just I, – if I had to play it, there's no way I'm taking the under. So – I don't know. I I get why JP thinks the under, but I, there's no way I would be kicking
3: myself if I took the under in this game. And they just think if one offense sputters, it really hurts. Like that's the problem with these big numbers, man. One offense can't sputter at all. And I think Pitt's defense is good enough to make one sputter enough to keep it under.
1: Okay. There it is. The ACC title game broken down. Picks are on the board. Um, Boys love Pitt. I, we talked about play of the week. We won't have one this week. Um, It's just, too big of a week and, and too too many meaningful games. And we players.
3: already got stuff on the line. We got the points on the line yes. this weekend.
1: Yes. So, honestly, we'll probably have a couple of big plays that will be a play of the week type hype when it comes to bowl season. So, I wouldn't say the play of the week is dead. I definitely wouldn't say that. Um, but it does sit at eight and four right now, I believe. Um, and one of the loss is on you fuckers for picking Army in the week where we gave you yeah. the <laughs> so that one's on you guys. Yes. Eight four eight and four is what the yeah, whose right. fucking pick was that? Yeah. I think the only one that won that because Boston College got beat by Florida State too. Yeah. <laughs> well, actually we all won it with West Virginia against Texas and yeah. um Penn State covered against Rutgers and the other two lost. So let's jump to bigger games now though. Um let's go to the big twelve. Baylor I like
3: how we and- threw the pac twelve in the lower games. Fuck yeah. <laughs> yeah
1: okay let's go to the big 12 baylor and oklahoma state i want oklahoma state to win so bad let's have some fun pokes yes i want oklahoma state to win so bad and i don't know why i just think baylor i especially losing on baylor last week minus 14 against a really 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 below average texas tech team just fucking rubbed me the wrong way so give me the pokes um, I love Oklahoma State to win this game. I'm not betting on Oklahoma State or Baylor. However, this is the game I was talking about. I will be taking over 46 and a half because you kind of saw what happened. Oklahoma State has a great defense. Don't get me wrong. Statistically, they're unreal, but Baylor does have the ability to score, and I do think they do that in this game, but I think Oklahoma State has the answer against a below-average Baylor defense that let up 27 points against a really, really below-average Texas Tech offense so what I'm seeing here is 46 points, not enough. So give me over 46 and a half, and I like the pokes to win. Jeep. I
3: don't have – I mean, I don't really have a big play in this game. I don't like the line. I don't like the number mm-hmm. it's at. Um, I think it's just tough to see. When Baylor's looking to see – you haven't heard anything about Gary Bohannon yet, and I don't expect them to say anything until Saturday when they have to reveal who they're playing at quarterback. And Spencer Sanders has shown up. Their defense has been really good, man. Um and they've been really good on offense the last couple weeks too. So if you look at Oklahoma State, I think you see a more balanced football team. But I think Baylor, if they have Gary, presents enough challenges to make this a close game. So that's why I don't like five and a half. Um, I think the under is too low. I would lean over in this as well, just because I think I just I mean, I don't know. You look at the earlier game in the year, um, 24-14. I mean, I think this is a chance that both teams kind of figured out their defense and they just go over a little bit. But if Gary's not playing, man, I'm not. I would take Oklahoma State in the points. This is the one I don't really have a play on. I just don't like the lines at all. Like, I don't,
1: but you're don't have a I want Oklahoma State.
3: Yeah, I just, I just one, Oklahoma one of the State. biggest
1: reasons I want Oklahoma State to win this game is I really want them to make the college football playoff. I think that team is deserving the only loss that they have is on the road at a really. Had a they lose, too? to playing Jack Trice. Would they lose too? <laughs> oh, that's, right. <laughs> that's right. Seven and five Columbus. Right. That's right. Um, uh, a really good football game where they were competitive and honestly had chances to win that game. But I mean, I don't know. I just really won Oklahoma State in the college football playoffs. So I'm I'm big Oklahoma State guy this weekend. Shafer what's your
3: you? conference,
2: man. You know, yeah, you guys know this is my favorite day of the year. Um, even when Iowa State's not playing in it, I I love this game. Yeah, I, I I know everybody's a little shaky about the line, but I I like the pokes as well. I like Oklahoma State minus five and a half. Um, Oklahoma State won the first time this – first time uh, they bet this year in October. Uh, It was closer than expected, but I thought Oklahoma State pretty much controlled that football game. I thought they gave Bohannon a healthy Gary Bohannon. A lot of issues, and that was when Oklahoma State's defense really came out to play. And Gary Bohannon is day-to-day, but, I mean, I don't know if you guys watched the K-State game. I mean, he pulled his hammy. He pulled that fucker. Like, I don't know if you guys have ever known people. who I've known a few people who've had hammy. I've watched JP
1: pull his hammy.
2: Yeah, yeah. You don't just recover. That takes a long time. Like, and you're not the same. And he might play, and he might just wrap the shit out of it and try to keep it as tight as possible. But – he's not going to use his legs the way he could when he was healthy. And that was one of the reasons why Gary Bohannon was so good for this Baylor offense is his ability to run the football and throw. So if he does play, look for Oklahoma state to put a ton of pressure on him. This is a super good defense and they're going to keep him in the pocket and they're going to make him use his legs, which obviously I don't think he has Blake Shapen I think is the backup quarterback. He's, he's been fine. Uh, he's kept Baylor intact. He won both the games. Although last week, it I mean what a fu-
3: man it what a challenge
2: what what a fucking fluke I mean you get the big 12 kicker of the year to miss one of course he can make it from 90 yards against Iowa State but he can't make one against Baylor just you know just the normal shit right um but yeah I, Oklahoma State's 9 oh, 9 and 0 oh and one push in their last 10 against and against the number um it, 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 let's give Spencer Sanders the credit he deserves. I, I, you give I it,
3: You're the one that always shits on
2: Yeah, okay, fine. I was just getting there. I was like, I really don't. And he made the plays last weekend. I mean, he, he looked like a guy that that was his offense, not giving the ball to Jalen Warren and letting him control the game. No, he took plays into his own hands, especially with his legs, and he looked like a stud last weekend, and I was pretty happy for him. So I think Oklahoma State can cover this by a touchdown because I, I just don't see Baylor – they're pretty beat up right now, and okay. they barely escaped last weekend.
1: Let's go. Let's jump. Let's add in a side bet for these games. Um, between us, we're all going to give a final score prediction, and I will mark these down when I'm editing this in a little bit. We're all going to give a final score prediction. If any of us hits it on the nose, exactly on the nose, the other two Venmo him $5 for a $10 uptick. Totally. Right. Everybody fine. in?
0: All right. On the
2: loose. But we'll, we'll do them all at the end.
1: Yep. Yep, we'll do them all at the end. I like it. Okay. Sounds good. Let's move on to another conference title game. That was the big 12. I'm really excited for this one just because I'm going to legitimately be an Oklahoma state fan during this game. Um, so always looking forward to the big 12 title game. I feel like the next one we got to move to is the big 10, big 10. Let's go to Michigan and Iowa. Iowa will be in the home blacks, Michigan on the road. I don't know what they're going to wear. They've been mixing it up this year. I bet you they wear uh, Navy white Navy. Um, so that's my guess. However, in the game, I, ha- I am playing this game. I like Michigan minus 10 and a half. I, I've seen Iowa play a bunch this year. I watch them play a lot. I think this Michigan team's too overpowering on offense. I think Cade McNamara is really, really good in the air. And I've seen holes in Iowa's defense these last couple of weeks. Last week against Nebraska early in the game, um, they were not good against the run. And I feel like if you fall behind it, this really, really, really well-rounded Michigan rushing attack, I feel like Michigan kind of run away with it. And I see them controlling most of this game. Schaefer.
2: Yeah, no, I, I, I'm with you, Parks. I, I didn't. I wanted to play an over. Um, I was really that. Other than the pick game, I was really hoping Wisconsin would be in this because the under in that Wisconsin-Michigan game would have been the lock of the lock of the lock. It doesn't even matter what the number is. I was so certain that was going to be an under game. However, given what the game is now and who I got to pick, I'm going to probably take. Uh, Michigan and their number because I just look at the, like you said, Parks, you know the way Io won their football games this year is just strictly by forcing turnovers and teams making mistakes.
1: And we're and also that, talking about a Michigan team that is coming off the high of all highs, like the highest of all. Highs.
2: It, and that makes me a little nervous. Um, but I think that there's just a ton to play for for that team. They're gonna I know beating Ohio State was a huge deal, but I mean they're playing for a college football playoff. Nothing's bigger than that, not even your rivalry game. So you get a team in a, that runs the ball really well. Hassan Haskins ran the ball extremely well against Ohio State. I know Iowa's got a good defense, but this isn't, the, this isn't the Iowa defense we're used to seeing, especially on the defensive line, I think. And if they have to throw it through the air, I feel fairly comfortable with it. I don't know if I love McNamara, but you, seeing the way Bell and that Purdue offense had having success against Iowa's secondary it makes me a little um, more comfortable with it. And I just think, I just, and JP's talked about the offensive line struggling for Iowa this year and how it's not the all of Iowa offensive line of the past. And Aiden Hutchinson is as good as it gets. And if he plays the way he did against that big Ohio State line last week, it's going to be tough to run the football. And that's the way they're going to have to win. And we already know they're just, I, I don't feel comfortable with a team that, no, I mean, no offense, who's your quarterback going into the game next week?
3: Patriots.
1: Yeah, Petrus is going to start I, for the old. Uh, it's
2: just – I just – yes, it is Petrus, but, like, the guy just took over two quarters ago. Like, I don't know. I just don't – it's going to be hard for Iowa to get to 14 points. I don't know if Michigan will score that many, but I don't see Iowa getting to 14 points.
1: And you got to I, I, – that's another point you bring up. Aiden Hutchinson off the edge against this Iowa offensive line who's struggled throughout this year is going to be a nightmare. So and
2: that's where, yeah, that's where Iowa's strong. Their guards, and, and obviously Lindenbaum is, is the center of that core in their strength of their offensive line. And that's where it's really been the struggle. I know that I think they got the kid from Pella, who's really young, plays tackle for Iowa. And that's where I think the weaker side of their line has been.
1: JP, how do you feel?
3: Honestly, I feel fine defensively. Um, now, I have seen teams like Nebraska had success on the ground last week on, in the first half. Uh, second half, they did not. I was still only giving up 100 yards on the ground a game. I know that's what Michigan does. Man, if if we put McNamara in a spot where he's got to beat our DBs over and over again, I'll take my DBs until the fucking cows come home, honestly. So I'm confident in the defense. I think they'll be just fine. Like, yeah, Michigan's going to run a run and pound and pound, and they have, you know, advantage in the front four, but we have some of the best linebackers in the country. We have some of the best – uh, safeties in the country when it comes to filling gaps and playing you know your fundamental defense that makes plays it does bends but doesn't break so i 'm fine there that I mean you guys have hit everything on the nose it 's the same thing everybody's been saying all years. Can we even be you know cognitive on offense like can we even move the football? Can we be consistent and it 's been no for most of the year, and so it doesn't matter what you dial up if you don't fix the offensive line and they show up, but if they do. What can you scheme up to, you know, limit the pass rush? What can you do? Like Michigan's seen everything to limit their pass rush, and it's still been solid the whole year. So um, get the ball out of your quarterback's hands quick, but you can't also just be pay- playing panty football. Like this is the Big Ten. Um, got to show up play. So I don't think – I think 10.5 is like probably right on, but I'd- I would think we cover 10.5 points, to be honest with you. I don't think we get run out of the building. I just don't – if we get run out of the buildings because we're turning the ball over and giving them the ball inside the 15, 5, 10 yard line, you know? So. And I just
2: think I've seen, I mean, all the just like the wins are similar. The Nebraska win, the Iowa State win, the Minnesota win is all just trying to maybe get in field goal range because obviously Shootax is a really good kicker. It's just conservative 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 like there's no they need to take shots on this michigan team and they, they can't try to play for
1: field goals because that'll just they've lived and died this iowa team's lived and died off a of team off of big plays that have not ever come from their offense last week against nebraska huge block punt turned the, the biggest turning point in the game that was if that doesn't happen i really don't think nebraska loses that football game but that was just the oh shit moment um michigan Kind of the same win against Nebraska, so I feel like they match up well there. But I always think back, looking at this Iowa team, I've never been impressed with their offense. Yes, Maryland on a Thursday night, that was the 45-7 to game or whatever happened that night. But
2: they also took they Tagovailoa of off, what, six times?
1: Yes, that's see, that's what I'm saying. They live and die a big place that never come from their offense. So I, I don't know. It, it's a live and die thing, and I just don't think it pans out. This is a Michigan team that is on the highest of all highs, and I think they keep right. So, also,
3: Michigan, Michigan has scored in the last four meetings. Michigan has scored 10, 13, 21, and that's too far back. It's probably back to 2012. Like, but it's like they've been controlled. They've run for less than 100 yards in two out of those three meetings. So, Francis knows how to play these guys.
1: Shit, I hope he's played them probably a thousand times in 30 years. <laughs> Let me look. Okay, moving to the next game. Um, I feel like it is time to move to it. A lot of heat around this game and a lot of meaningful shit going on. Let's go to the SEC. Let's go Georgia-Bama, the SEC title game that pretty much everybody and their mother expected. Um, Georgia is a a six-and-a-half point favorite. I have Georgia minus six-and-a-half. It's one of my favorite plays of the week. I get it. Saban's been there. I'm just basing it, looking at Alabama's offense last week, they really shouldn't have won that football game. T.J. Finley did not play well. He was pretty much hurt the entire game. So it was such a low-scoring game. If you don't score against Auburn in three and a half quarters, I can't see them doing enough offensively against this Georgia defense to to not get at least beat by a touchdown. So that's solely what I'm basing this off of. I think Georgia's defense isn't going to miss in this game. This is too big of a moment for them to have an off week. And I haven't seen anything too impressive from Alabama's offense to me to think like, Oh, six and a half. That's way too much. I think six and a half is a good line, but I think Georgia covers it um, fairly easily. JP.
3: Yeah. In this game, it's to me, I would le- look at under, um, even though it is already a low number, but Alabama's defense hasn't been great, but they've been solid. Like this is their third against the rush. Um, Their seventh total yards given up and UGA is not going to blow you away with what they do. So um, I think they'll be able to handle themselves fine. And honestly, like, I think George is just going to cause too much havoc on a young Bryce young and what he's going to be able to do. I just think there's too much up front. You can throw too much at him with too many athletes around that he hasn't seen. And he hasn't been, you know, that convincing at times. And this is the best he'll see. So he's going to be in some awkward spots he's not used to when he's young and he's never been in a spot this big. So, I mean, he was awful for three quarters last week. And everybody's like, Heisman moment. He took it. Relax. You won an iron bowl against a team that should – is not very good, all right? like That
1: lost to South Carolina the week before, by the way.
3: Yeah, and so that's what I think. If you're – I think under here – um I think six and a half is quite a bit. I would say, I don't know. I don't know where I'd go with the spread because I could just see a ground and pound and Alabama having some issues offensively. But I could also see, you know, Alabama putting a lot of pressure on Stetson Bennett to make plays and he won't be able to. So that's where I kind of lean. I think Georgia wins the game. I would say more so. Fuck, I don't know. This could be a late touchdown, put it away, get to 10 kind of thing. is where I could see it.
1: That's exactly what I see too. Even if it is close, I think Georgia wins by 14. So that's just where I'm at, but we will get final scores. in after this one for all the games, but Schaefer break us down the sec title.
2: Yeah. We're going to really find out how detrimental Stetson Bennett can be to this offense, or can he sustain a good enough football to not affect this national championship contender. And, and, Alabama is going to be a great test for them. Uh, The one thing that scares me for Georgia is, like, I don't think they have been really that tested this year. Um, I think the talent is there for Alabama. It's just a matter of putting it together. For some reason, they haven't, specifically offensively. I think it just starts with the offensive line, and their offensive line has been so inconsistent this year. And you can't be inconsistent when you're going against the behemoth, and that is the Georgia defensive line. Um, They're going to give Bryce Young so many problems. And they've only put up 14, 31, and 24 points against Florida, LSU, and Auburn. So the offense has just been so up and down. And you can't be when this Georgia defense is playing the way that it does. I'm just scared Georgia's offense and Stetson Bennett won't be able to put up enough points to blow this team out. However, I'm going to take Georgia minus the six, six and a half. And then I like the under as well with JP. I think that they can win this game 20 to 20 to 10 may, if need be. The one thing I do look at is a comparable opponent. They both played. It is Arkansas. Um, both, they, they, play both teams at or both of them played Arkansas at home and Georgia just didn't even give Arkansas a breathing chance. They dismantled that football team and Auburn, Couldn't put them away, and and Pittman Alabama, Pittman
3: Alabama couldn't put them away. Sorry, sorry, yeah,
2: (laughs) Alabama couldn't put them away, and and Pittman was dialing up fake plays and just stuff like that, and it was just like, man, like at home, you should not be just barely beating this Arkansas team. They're a good team, but if you want to be like Georgia, just just you never you haven't seen it from this team this year, and until it proved otherwise, like I've done this year, I'm just going to take Georgia because Auburn just, or I know what I'm getting out of Alabama and I know what I'm getting out of Georgia and Alabama hasn't proven anything to me this year.
1: Love it. Okay. Let's go to uh, final score predictions. We're already here. So let's stay in the sec. Um, I have the order of Jake, JP and myself, Jake, what do you think the final score is going to be?
2: Yeah, I'll stick to that. Um, I'm gonna go like uh, 20 to uh, 10, 20 to 10, Georgia.
1: Okay. JP.
3: Twenty-four thirteen,
1: Georgia. Damn, we are all around. I already had mine marked. I have twenty-seven seventeen, Georgia. Okay. There is the SEC. Let's go to the Big 12, Oklahoma State and Baylor. Jake, what do you got?
2: I have Oklahoma State winning 27 uh, Twenty-seven
1: thirteen, 27-13. JP, what do you got?
3: I think Oklahoma State puts up 31 and give me Baylor at uh, 17.
1: Damn it. That's exactly what I have. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I'll go 34-14 I'll go, uh, Oklahoma State. Jesus.
3: They're going to fucking – they'll show up. I think they yeah, show up. They will. Oklahoma no, State will. No, no,
1: I just fucking doubt them. Um, okay, let's go to the Big Ten. Uh, J.P., what do you got?
2: Uh, let J.P. go first. I, I really don't know. I got to
1: think
3: about this for a second.
1: Okay, J.P., what do you got?
3: All right, cool. 21-20 Hawks.
1: 21-20. Yeah. Hawks. Got it. Um, okay, Jake, what do you got?
2: I'm going go to go 24-7 to Michigan. 24
1: Ford 24.
2: yeah. 24-7, okay. that's
1: fine. I'm going 34-14 Michigan. Jesus.
2: If they put up 34 points, I'd be <laughs> astonished. Go over. That's an over right there. Take the over.
1: Yeah, that, I have the over, so that makes sense <laughs> of why I did that. Um, okay. ACC, Pitt. What do you got for your Pitt boys? I got Pitt winning this one. Let's go,
2: forty-two thirty-one, Pitt.
1: Forty-two thirty-one. Ooh, okay. Yeah,
3: forty-five thirty-five,
1: Pitt. H two P. I like that. I think that's a good fucking. That forty-five thirty-five is going to be a great range for them. Um, I will go. 41-31. So, Pitt? really, really close, Shafe. Pitt? Yeah. Oh, of course, Pitt. Yes. Yeah. Yes. But I think Wake Forest still does get there on the board. Um, okay, pack 12
2: oh, Who gives a fuck to – oh, sorry. <laughs> Wait, Ron
1: Okay, Shafe, what do you got?
2: Uh, I'm going to go – I'm going to take Utah
1: 24-21. Okay. JP.723 Ducks. I like the Ducks as well. I'm going to say uh, – I'm going to go thirty five twenty eight Ducks, which is the opposite. They need to score a lot more than they did in the first time they played. Um, so that wraps up the Power Five. Do you guys want to do the lower-tier games as well? Yep. Okay. Um, what do you got for Western Kentucky and UTSA?
2: Uh, I'm going to go – Western Kentucky 42, uh, UTSA 38, 42, 38, Western Kentucky
1: wins. That's a good bet. That's a good play.
3: I was going 45, 42, runners.
1: Wow. Um, I will take – I'm actually going to take Western Kentucky here. I think Western Kentucky wins the football game 45-41. So it is the opposite.
3: But <laughs> there's a miss VAT, I swear.
1: Okay. Uh, Kent State and NIU.
3: Oh, Kent State's about to put up 50. Just kidding. 49, yeah. 49, 48. One of them goes for two at the end.
2: Uh, okay. Who but who?
3: Uh, Kent wins 49, 48. They just won like this last week. They'll do it again
1: that NIU would cover love it okay Shafe
2: let's go hmm. let's go Forty-nine, forty-five. northern Illinois
1: NIU 67 Kent State 42 Jesus Christ <laughs> What? okay Utah State and SDSU not South Dakota State everybody San Diego State thank you
2: 20 to 13. I'm going to go 17 to 6, San Diego State.
1: 27 13, San Diego State for me. Okay, Appalachian State and Louisiana.
3: Man, I think this goes under two.
1: 53, JPF, but you're trying to stay under. I will take App State 31 23. I don't think they. (laughs) Twenty-four. What are you trying to do? The math in your head. Yeah. yeah. Make a fucking score. Twenty-seven, twenty-four.
3: That's what I was gonna um, fucking say. App. Um.
1: So a push.
2: That's a
3: push. It's a push. Push.
2: Yeah. All right. I'm gonna go. Shit. Uh. Yeah, I kind of like JP's thing. I'm going to just go t- t- uh, 20, 24, 23, Louisiana.
1: Ooh, okay. All right, last one Houston and Cincinnati. I'll take Cincinnati 42 to 24. 42 24.
3: Uh, Cincinnati uh, 31.
1: Tune the math again. Yeah. It looks like you've taken the AC. <laughs>
2: 31 Cincinnati, 31, Houston, 31. 14.
1: What did you say, JP?
3: 31
1: 24. Okay. I thought you both said the same thing. I was like, <laughs> face over rattling it off first. Okay, there you go. There's your final scores. Um, that wraps up all the bowl games. Um, what is your guys' favorite? Who is your guys' favorite for the Heisman right now? I haven't even looked. I like who's who's no, the top. Who's who, in the top? Who, if
3: you had to give it right now, who are you voting for? <laughs> who, That's what he's at.
2: Oh, like okay, who? I'll go. Kenny I, I don't know who. Who do you give it to? Kenny it? Who? Whoever you give it to doesn't deserve it. I mean, oh, there's not a guy out of Georgia that different. would. There's not a guy out of deser, out of uh, Georgia that would deserve it. Honestly, if if they dominate. I look at a guy like Spencer Sanders. Maybe I. I think he's under the radar. Um, if they dominate on Saturday, uh, Western Kentucky.
3: But he plays there. <laughs> he he ain't
2: he ain't getting.
1: That. I feel like it's this is where it's kind of flawed because like my pick is from a guy whose team isn't like blow you away good, but they're still good. But it's like your team has to go undefeated and win the national title to win the yeah. 100. It's
3: shit. It's horseshit award. Um, but I would say
1: I feel like, like Matt Corral's video game stats are yeah, ridiculous. Yeah, he's
3: got I would say he's up there too. I wouldn't be mad about that vote.
2: Yeah, I was to say Corral. Yeah, I'd give it to Corral. He reminds me of like that Lamar Jackson season that um,
3: And this won. is good. People forget.
2: Yeah, yeah. They they what? They won, they lost two or three games, but Lamar still won. I'd give it to Corral. Corral's legit a fucking
1: stud. Yeah, he'll probably be one of the top, if not the top, quarterback taken next year's draft. Which we talked about this. It's gonna be bad. Like I think about that very often. It's not gonna be a great draft. Like I can't think of anybody that's absolutely outstanding that's going to the draft that I'm like, yep,
2: it's a bad, it's a bad draft to need a quarterback. (laughs) JP.
3: No, we're getting, we're trading. Don't you worry. Yeah, (laughs) that's why we're accumulating all these draft picks. Don't you worry. With Teddy Two Gloves. Nothing's wrong with them. We just we need a. We need an elite quarterback to take us to the next level. We
2: buy you it need dollars.
1: elite quarterbacks on both of your teams, JP.
2: Mike, whoa, my quarterback. I am just fine. With my quarterback,
1: whoa, who said that? I said JP needs him on both of his teams.
3: Oh, oh, I thought you hey said, man, we're football. playing for a division leave on Sunday night, so
1: that's true. They, they, they look good them. last week, the Broncos good. They All right, look good. Let's go to the NFL. They've looked
3: good a couple oh. times. I'm yeah. the Chargers. Let's go to the NFL.
1: Um. What do we think? I know we don't have any fucking plays. I know that for a fact. Oh, I, like I, 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 had
3: a
2: few,
1: Shameful, I had a few. I don't know why you did that last Sunday. You had the first winning week. Why not just be like, ah, that feels nice. Because I had, I time liked time. this. I liked the NFL slate last weekend. Well,
2: it didn't like you. Well, I just know because I was on the fucking wrong side of two parlays. I had two. Stop parlaying, damn it. I had two you parlays. Just shut up.
1: Oh, by the way, par- I got to mention this. Lions on Thanksgiving, best bet in the world.
2: I had great parlays. I had the under in the Bears-Lions game. That hit. Then I had the fucking Bills. That hit. And then I had a parlay with the fucking Cowboys. Just the money line. Not even the spread. I had the money line. And then on Sunday, I had two parlays of two teamers. I think I had the Packers fucking lock. That was an absolute lock. And I knew it was a lock. And who was the other team I paired it with? Oh, yeah. The fucking Chargers. The fucking Chargers can't show up. And then I had the other team. I had Carolina. Why did I pick fucking Cam Newton? He's just dog shit. And then I had it parlayed with uh, Atlanta against Jacksonville. That was another lock. And then I had Cleveland straight up. Or not Cleveland. I had the Ravens straight up Sunday night, and that was was a little bit sweaty, but that won.
1: Let me do my work of getting you an NFL play. It's worked every week. It's unreal. Just (laughs) scroll and pick, man. Scroll and pick the day of. It's the best met that I've ever found, JP. Do you have any plays in the NFL?
3: Yeah, I like Buffalo. I think that's Monday night. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah. I like Buffalo and I like Vegas.
1: Hey, the Cowboys are winning right now. Shave ten seven.
3: Great yeah, point. It doesn't don't fucking matter. I don't have money on them. Fucking and I kind of like San Francisco minus three. Why do I like so many? Somebody stop me.
1: I don't uh, hate the Lions okay. money line. I don't hate the Lions money line against the Vikings this weekend.
3: If they're going to win a game, this would be the most Minnesota game to lose, right?
1: Uh, they don't have Calvin, cook. Calvin Cook's out there, too. So, yes, I agree. Um, yeah, Denver is playing at Kansas City, plus nine and a half, Denver is.
2: Fade. Fade. whole point. Fade. Jacksonville. Jacksonville's plus 13 on the road at the Rams. Dude, the Rams are so bad against the number. They're not very good.
3: They are good.
1: They're just playing poor football. Um, okay, I found the play. I'm going to take Arizona minus seven against Chicago. I don't think Chicago is good. So I'll take Arizona. There you Hold go. On. Where's my, where's my, my phone? phone. phone. Where's my phone. I
2: got to find a – I'll find a player prop that's a lock of the century of the year for you. All
3: right. While you're doing that, we can wrap up with our – we got to tell them our points, the conference title game that we did earlier in the year, the Schaefer set up. Yeah. Release really it.
1: That is on the line. Um, Conference titles are here, and we do have people that are in the running. I have Oregon, Pitt, and Georgia, Um, so that makes sense that I like Oregon to win. I like Pitt to win the game, and I like Georgia. So that's good. That all aligns. Um,
3: So technically, points on the line doesn't matter that much because you got to win them to even get the points. So everybody's technically in the running here. Um, Schaefer has UTSA and Appalachian State going for a total of four points. Love it. Reese has Cincy for a total of one point. <laughs> <laughs> I have Kent State, San Diego State, and Louisiana for a total of eight points. And Parks said he has Oregon, Pitt, and Georgia for a total of seven. So it, what's crazy about this is that I could win one and Parks could win one or vice versa, or Schaefer could win one and us lose all of ours. And it's it doesn't matter. One point wins this thing. It's So it's pretty – interesting to look at where you're looking at like who we picked early in the year for example i'm sitting here looking at mine and i had uh a and m who didn't pan out to be that solid had washington had north carolina um so it's like oh i mean research with louisiana tech i can't not believe they didn't win five games this year you had wyoming
1: they had their fucking
3: indiana
1: (laughs) yeah you (laughs) have indiana that might be the worst look
3: I Parks imagine. had Tulsa, San Jose State. Neither one of them got to 500. Uh, Schaefer had Miami and USC. <laughs> and yeah, USC was, uh, I, was I don't guess. think UCF. Did UCF finish over 500? I don't know if they did.
1: That, that you crazy. fell off, too. That, that's one of the teams that absolutely fell off the fucking wagon. So, crazy. yeah. it
3: have a, be a fun weekend for that.
1: Washington, I believe, somebody picked, too. And that just didn't. I did. Yeah. That was that me. <laughs> We were Schaefer, me and you were very, very high on Washington early this year. So
2: I was higher on Utah, which at first I thought I was eating my words, and then I, I'm glad that stuck.
1: Yep, but that's where we're at in college football. Um, it's conference championship week. We are excited to be a part of it again. Um, NFL gives a shit. Um, hockey's back. It's in full swing. That's great. I love it. They're hockey on all all the time now. ESPN Plus getting the hockey rights. Greatest thing ever. You can watch hockey so much more often, which is awesome. Um, college basketball is also in full swing. There's been some great basketball games. Nebraska and NC State yesterday. That was a great basketball game, Shafe.
2: I did not watch it. I don't. I have not seen Nebraska play this year yet. Good on
3: TV. I was watching North Carolina, Michigan.
2: Yep, yeah, I should have picked fucking Michigan or North Carolina last night. Fucking
3: idiot for not sticking to it. We're going to have to bring back the Hoops Hot, man. Yeah, we will. Hoops
1: Hot will be back. Um, Schaefer and I will actually be in attendance at Iowa State and Creighton this weekend. Um, so that will be a fun one. Well, that will be my first college basketball game in a while. Probably since George Yeah, mine
2: too. I haven't been to a Clones game in a long time. I'm, I'm, Friday I'm or Saturday?
1: Saturday.
3: No so, line on that yet? No. No,
2: nothing. And I will
1: be taking Iowa State. It does not matter. I cannot stay in Creighton. Um, yeah, we
3: okay. need
2: to fucking beat the fuck out of those pretty boys. That's
1: yeah, like, that's what I said in my head, but I just didn't say it out loud. So, <laughs> 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 yeah. I I about that, ahead, how about
2: that? Though, can can the clones get a little shout out uh, for last weekend? I'm just, in
1: shock. I'm in shock that I, wasn't weren't they picked dead last? Dead last, the Big Twelve. We're nineteenth right
2: now. I don't know if we'll stick. I don't know if we'll keep it going, but I'm Is just
3: Purdue tomorrow night. I'm just enjoying it while we can.
1: Georgetown's so fucking bad, man. Georgetown's hey, so bad.
3: Iowa, Iowa State, both twelve and zero, or both seven and zero, fourteen and zero. As a I think state, Georgetown's
1: four and three. And
3: awesome. Purdue bringing the Hawks in tomorrow night. Ten or twelve point dogs are the Hawks. Oof, at Purdue. Purdue's yeah. good. Purdue's it's really good.
1: The Big Ten's really fucking good. Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, I don't, I am oh, dude. dude. I, no, no, no. I am so over. No, I'm over Michigan State and I'm over Ohio State. Michigan both those State teams, was even
3: preseason ranked, man. I know both you of those teams
2: win. are. I don't think Ohio State's very good. You I don't care. Do. I don't care about the win last night. I. I, still think I Michigan's am, good, man. I
3: I think Michigan's good. I think <sighs> That's
2: a Michigan's. Eh. A lot so of people okay. had a lot of people had them winning the national title. I don't know. I'm not bought on them either.
3: Early, it's early. Early the Yeah, Early. yeah,
1: yeah 30 Georgetown. 30 Georgetown win the Big East. People forget about that. His Georgetown team sucked last year. Big East champs. Tournament. <laughs> That's all that matters. Didn't <laughs> they get- when they comes to the tournament. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Iowa State went winless last year in conference, correct? Yep. 22. Have they played the conference team yet?
2: No, we have not.
1: That's why. Big,
2: the Big 12 is – fucking loaded this year it's actually ridiculous. well
1: i don't know about the big
2: 12, uh, the no. big 12 is fucking loaded <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> big 12 is yeah big 12 is
3: loaded this year okay so, no them big boys in the big 12 aren't as good as i think they are
1: if you are listening to this i will let you know now i've had this planned the entire time that we've been recording i will screenshot this episode at some point in time I'm going to post it and make it look like JP's wearing a Michigan shirt just because there's been multiple occurrences where it looks like it. So I'm going to ride that out and get people a little fucking on edge of why right. he was doing that. Uh, Trying to make it clear. People won't see this, JP. Uh, right. These guys own Ames. Oh, oh. West
3: Virginia? Oh, Jesus. They Holy do not dude. own Ames. Lubbock, Lubbock, and Morgantown live rent free in Ames.
2: They West Morgantown or West Virginia has gotten fucking just stomped both the last two times they've come to Ames.
1: Okay, we also need to mention this, Schaefer. That Cowboys game that you lost at parlay on, was also another ref game. Twenty it was twenty nine penalties called for over three hundred yards in that football
2: game. Just it's just unbelievable. And <laughs> that ruined my Thanksgiving. <laughs> Ruined. <laughs> I told myself I wasn't going to do this crazy parlay on every fucking game, but I'm like, it's Thanksgiving.
1: I you actually Got to- said that like to us, too, one time. You yeah, like, I think parlaying. I said it to you
2: guys. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I'm i not going to let Thanksgiving parlays ruin my holiday, and it kind of did because I also had an Egg Bowl bet, and I think I had the uh, over in that game, and that didn't fucking hit. I was <sighs> – Thanksgiving was rough.
1: Thanksgiving it was it was. I was also rough on Thanksgiving. I was so fucking. I I had to do the old unbuttoning of the pants on Thanksgiving. <laughs> that where you like they to be like, oh fuck. And <laughs> the lions covered. No food, food coma. A Never a doubt. Lions on Thanksgiving, unreal. Okay, that wraps up everything. We touched on everything. Besides, we didn't give any NHL picks, but that's fine. It's more important that we give you college football picks. Every, one tonight, baby. Every every game. Um. So. We are excited for college football conference championship week. Bowl game reactions will be
3: di- oh, so much fun. So ready for bowl games.
1: Yes. And we will be breaking down um, pretty much every bowl game, kind of similar to what we did last year where we kind of broke it down piece by piece. So we will get to that, but conference championships first. It's a big week. JP's got one on the line. So best of luck to everybody on their picks. Let's have another winning week. We appreciate you joining us. And what is playing us out, by the way?
3: Uh never had one.
1: Uh,
2: well, apparently, if it didn't play in the beginning, we got to play it at the end. We're doing I'm Back by T.I.
1: Okay, that'll playing. Down, that's already playing. Shot. Good pick. Appreciate mind, you joining us. We
0: will see you. This is a hawk, so baby. What? Quarter million dollar cars everywhere. I no, in the lead it may seem me might be But no matter what they doing, they don't do it like me Like a G, I hold it down for the town I'm at In a flash like that, recognize I'm back Strike a bash, catch a fire And moment I decide that's enough for all your lies Boy, your brothers just died Step aside, super fly. Took the shoes and they cool Then exit out with all the bitches like we always do My desire to retire, grow every new fruit Cause these guys just don't ride like my nigga. You. Tight jeans, funny haircuts, dancing on the screen. There's crowd of real niggas in the game, so it seems. Shit, pretend to pimp and get a shit of black eye. Next, he say he trappin' in my head. I'm like, why? Be yourself. He ain't got a pimp bone in your body. I can tell you ain't never bought a kid or caught a body. Nigga, probably just seen Wayne, Good your main. Me and Boosie, i don't go to prison. I ain't flipping, whole every Nigga, trippin' Listen, dude, for you that ain't in the car. Think the power's in the gun, but overall it's in your heart. Nowadays, I don't know what's up with niggas in the A. Guess he think he in the game, but he really in the way. Violating. Now we're having conversations in the joint, but guess who done it? And I promise i put you on point. I'm disappointed in you, dog. You ain't holding down at all, but I ain't going in your jaw. I'm just going to show you how to ball. Standing tall through the storm on the yard They're in the dorms, cats in prison who expected me to represent form. I never let you down, I'm to shine. Sight. Keep your mind on your grind and off of mines alright Hard right. All right, I'm a ball on those squares I float in quarter million dollar cars everywhere I go, I know, in the lead it may seem me might beat, But no matter what they doing, they don't do it like me Like a G, I hold it down for the town I'm at and a flash like that, recognize I'm back, strike a back the Molotov cocktail, they never break the glass. Scary ass nigga wanna come for me, you better bring it. I ain't mad, I forgive them God, I know they ain't mean it. Yeah, I seen it all before, hate them it, and they ain't Rip their brain trying to think of how to stop it and they can't. Ain't that lame, but then that hatred manifested pure malice. I'm no longer being careless, I'ma let you niggas have it. Won't be satisfied till somebody dies and I'm patient waiting. Know me and the reaper on a first name basis. Now, I'ma let you make it now, stay t- to wait for you, but know that we can take it any place you want to take it to. Hatin' in your blood, cause guess it. Just-